if you've ever listened to a podcast or read one of my books and thought, I wish I knew if that was the right thing for my body, or how could I make that work with my schedule and responsibilities, I've got something for you. A new workbook by me coming out late spring. My Perfect Movement Plan, the Move Your DNA all-day workbook, is for your specific situation because you are going to finish writing it. When you're finished, you will have a guide to a personalized movement diet that nourishes your body in the ways that you need it to. My Perfect Movement Plan is available for pre-order now, and if you pre-order from the publisher, there's a bonus, a free ticket to an upcoming online workshop, Spot the Missing Micronutrients. It's a 90-minute class where you'll learn about five often missing movement micronutrients, and these are subtle movements of the body. In this case, we'll be looking in the shoulders and the hips and the feet that are often tied to pain or injury in those areas. In this workshop, I'll also show you how to supplement with exercise vitamins. I'm putting air quotes around vitamins and how to adjust your regular movement so exercise supplementation isn't as necessary. Pre-order now at mpmpbook.com. That's my perfect movement plan, mpmpbook.com. And you'll automatically receive a bonus class ticket. But wait, there's more. Um, I'm going to be drawing three names from these pre-orders and these peeps are going to get a small group session with me to go over your perfect movement plan. So you can ask me questions and we'll brainstorm your specific situation on a Zoom call together. I cannot wait. So head over to mpmpbook.com for all the details on the book and the bonuses. Read through the frequently asked questions, order the book, get the class, and then get moving. I'm so excited to share this workbook. It's the missing puzzle piece you've been waiting for, and it's so very actionable. This is Katie B, and you are about to listen to an early episode of my podcast. Now the show is called The Move Your DNA Podcast, and you can find all episode transcripts and the show notes to this episode at nutritiousmovement.com slash podcast. Enjoy. Podcast, where Movie Geek Danny Hammett joins biomechanist Katie Bowman, author of Move Your DNA, for discussions on body mechanics, movement nutrition, natural movement, and how movement can be the solution to modern ailments we all experience. Danny Hammett, how are you doing? And more importantly, what you wearing right now? Is that a creepy question to Ooh, start? To well, start? it just depends which direction you want to go. Let's see. What are you wearing? Uh, mm, my corset is in the wash, so I have just opted for yoga pants and a tank top, or what my husband calls the uniform. The uniform. The well, uniform. Is it really hot? What's the temperature like where you are right now? Uh, it was like 98 or 99 um, two oh days ago, God. but now it's 70, so I'm feeling pretty spoiled. Yeah. What are you wearing? I am wearing, um, I am wearing, <laughs> it's just, I w- we should post a picture. It's pretty terrible. Uh, I have Nike running shorts on and a tank top and like a, a thin shirt over, over it all. Is it super hot where you it, are right now? It is. It has been, but it's, it's super smoky right now. Because there's a lot of fires going around. So I just 
everything, all my clothes smell like smoke, even though, even though it's really far away, but yeah, we've got the smoke kind of everywhere. So flexible clothing, comfortable, my, you know, as was my uniform. (laughs) That's right. Yoga pants. Yeah. Yoga pants. I don't even know if I own anything that's not yoga pants anymore, but anyway, that's what we're going to talk about today, right? Clothes. That sounds good because there was a serious clothes related injury that happened in the news. Yeah. I think this is fascinating, and I'll tell you why a little bit later as we we get into it. But there was a gal in Australia, I believe, 35-year-old woman, and she was wearing skinny jeans while she was helping her friend pack and move. And that there is a whole other podcast about why would you be wearing skinny jeans, packing and moving. But she, after several hours of this, she got up and, and fell because she could not feel her feet anymore. Hmm. And then apparently this, she'd that, like that's what? why I don't help that's why I don't help people move. The potential <laughs> injury. It's like I, I am sorry. It's just too dangerous. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. No. Well, I guess she laid there for a while because <laughs> no one says she spent several hours stranded outside before she got to the hospital. So what happened to she, her friends? What no, happened she, to her friends? Like they, well, she they was were like, they were busy moving. <laughs> No, she pulled herself like a zombie, apparently, with her front arms to the hospital. I don't know. I'm she, I, she, there. We she, go. She crawled on her stomach. This is how rumors get started. It's poetic license. It's terrible. It's That's true. what you get when you do this with a writer. But <laughs> she got to the hospital and then for days and days could not properly work her feet. Did they have to cut her jeans off? Her didn't they cut her jeans off? They of had her? to cut the jeans off. I guess her. Calves were swollen or her feet were swollen. Um, yeah, she just, even after four days, she still had some weakness in her legs, but she walked out of the hospital. So they are <laughs> saying the dangers of skinny jeans don't squat in them. So let's talk about that. What's, oh my gosh. And you wrote, well, you wrote a blog post on it, I think right when it happened, right after it happened, because how could you not? No. Again, one of those There's things. There's so much where, important like, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's not just, it's not just what it is. I mean, we have to talk about this. Well, there's a lot of sensationalism, right? It's like everything gets boiled down to the garment. You know, it's like right. someone gets hurt in the garment, you know, that it's the garment that is the problem. It's like, well, what's the mechanism? What What's mm-hmm. what's happening? Because the garment could, could, if that garment is the problem, then everyone wearing it would you know, be likely to experience the same issues. So could there be something else happening, a relationship, an interface between the garment and the garment wearer that is the problem? Because we don't want to make the mistake of thinking, you know, the skinny gene is the issue. Because then if you then if you can find people who don't have the issue, it's very easy to say that the skinny gene is not an issue you know, to eliminate it as a variable when what was happening? What were the mechanics of her right. particular situation? And and this one made headlines because it was so, I mean, why did it make headlines? Video footage of her crawling out of the house <laughs> on her uh, stomach. Yeah, the- like doing commando style, you know, like she's a nom pulling herself down the streets of Australia. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and well, the reason that she couldn't call the hospital is because she couldn't fit a cell phone in her tight pocket. Possibly. That's right. That was my conjecture. 
Yes. I have it all figured out, man. This is why the fanny pack <laughs> needs to come back, right? Because if she was allowed to comfortably in society wear a butt pack, then you, she could for help. Are you pro-bum bag? Um, I'm not pro or anti-bum bag, and that's the first time I've ever heard it called that. But I just, I just think that, that there's a lot of things – that we could be doing, like wearing fanny packs if we weren't worried about what everyone was thinking about us. I just wanted you to be for it because I wear one when I go out walking. That's so dogs cute. And, and, and my family calls it my nerd pack. You put your dogs <laughs> in your butt pack? Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, are they? No, but like I have dogs? like my phone, you know, and poop bag and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But your gear. I your just, gear. I love the bum bag within reason. I don't have one. I, you know what? I'm like one of those people who always has 20 things in their hands. As a kid, my mom was always screaming at me. He's like, get a bag. And it's like, no, I prefer to carry all this stuff and drop it and then pick it up again. And he's like, I, I just do that. And then, you know, and every time I get anything, my husband's always like, oh, great. I can't wait to hold that for you too. It's like, oh, yes. what a sweetheart. He is. and I, But he actually means it sarcastically. I, I know. I know you know. But I just wanted to make sure that you knew that. <laughs> okay, back to this crazy injury yes. that that let's delve in deeper why this happened to her. This was everywhere. NPR, Newsweek, ABC News. I mean, just I pretty know. much every news source picked it up across the wires. And they just dealt with don't squat, you know, don't squat. But you in your blog post, which was called Skinny Jean and Compressive Garment Injury, and that is on your blog at katiesays.com. Uh, June 23rd, I think you did that. Then you talk about why. Yeah. And also, what is a skinny jean? I mean, I thought it was really Yeah, let's talk about that. What is a skinny jean? What, what is a skinny jean? So if you're, if you think of a skinny jean as a particular cut of jean, that could be, you know, what you think of a skinny jean. But as far as, you know, let's say someone has a pair of skinny jeans on, like what? I was trying to like quantify a skinny jean. A skinny jean well, maybe we should back up and go about like tight. Right? Well, but does this, do skinny jeans have to be tight? That was my question. That, oh. my, that was my big question is if skinny jean is nothing but a particular cut, meaning very narrow in the legs all the way down, and you are someone who has very narrow legs all the way down, then skinny jean might mean something different to you than a skinny jean where everything is particularly narrow, like there's no bagginess to it at all, but your body is slightly larger at rest out of the pants than it would be in the, in the pants, right? So in the blog post, I'm trying to tease out a little bit that what I mean by skinny jean and what this woman was experiencing had much more to do with the pressures created by the garment, not by the shape of the garment itself. Mm. Because if the shape of the garment is real similar to your shape, then the pressure is going to be less. If the shape of the garment is much different than your resting shape, and that means like you and your birthday suit, um, right. then the pressures are going to be higher. So I'm always concerned more with the forces, and the forces in this case are what is the pressures created by wearing the garment well, like you, for example, you frequently wear – I've never seen you in like you know, <laughs> pants that somebody would consider normal pants, but you always wear, you know, like, um, I don't know, you call them workout capris or like lycra, 
you know, stuff that is, it is clinging to your shape. Like it is your shape. Yes. The clothes that you wear in particular, but they are not squeezing your shape. No. So so I can see your shape when, you know, I'm with you, but. Right. But it's, it's different. It's a different kind of of fabric and all that stuff and well, force. Right. And so again, pressure is not just by the shape of your clothes. So if I take a pair of skinny jeans and I put them right next to a pair of yoga pants and they're both have the same cut. So when I'm talking about cut, I mean the geometry or the shape of the fabrics at rest. So if I were, if I were to make a pair of stretch pants using the same pattern that was used to make a pair of skinny jeans, then you could compare those two pair of pants that they could have the same cut, but the experience of the wearer would not be the same because the material, the give of the material would be different. So now we have a new variable. So the clothes, I, every, I, I think I only own one pair of regular pants, which are jeans and they're stretchy jeans, but everything else that I own from top to bottom, from socks to pants to underwear to bras to to shoes and sweaters or I'm shirts and sweaters and jackets they all give I don't have any clothing in my closet you know give or take one or two pieces that I just can't think of because I never wear them that don't have give meaning that if I bend they don't bend with me and then at this as for sizing I don't wear any clothes that are not my same shape. So since I have a, I have an unusual, I have an hourglass shape. So that's pretty unusual as far as clothing goes. So I'm, because I have this limitation on myself, because I don't want any clothes that don't allow me to move, I'm stuck with exercise wear for the most part. There are worse things to be stuck with. Well, that's true. And luckily there are a lot of really cool as um, this movement towards like more natural or organic fibers and using cottons, they're creating clothing that has a lot more stretch or give. So a lot of people will wear clothing, I think, to mask their shape. You know, they're trying to use clothing to reshape. First you use, I think, fashion. Mm -hmm. You're using fashion to reshape, reshape your shape to some preferred ideal based on the cut, right? So how it looks to the eye. So when you're looking at something like, oh, make sure you have a jacket that tapers here or pants that have darts here. Like those geometrical features are trying to create a net appearance of a certain way. And then you have clothing that physically alters your shape, right? So those garments Gosh, there was a really cool photography blog post where he, the photographer, had taken pictures of women after getting out of their clothing all day. So they had worn their clothes all day and they came to him and then they would take off their garment. And it wasn't a full body shot. It was about him capturing with his camera the indentations oh my gosh. of the clothing on the skin. And, okay. and I'm writing that down. We're yes. going to try and include that. That's uh, cool. And it's somewhere on um, the Facebook page because it was just so great because people just don't, you know, you, you know, you think of Spanx. Okay, clearly if you're wearing Spanx or a corset, you're physically trying to alter your shape. You know, you got that. But oh, why you would choose jeans maybe over stretch pants is because you're also trying to alter your shape. You want something that kind of holds things in a little bit or creates a smoothness. But 
if you don't have that smoothness or that shape without those clothes, something is pushing on something Mm -hmm. else. And these photographs were such a really good, like, wow, I didn't realize that my socks were indenting or that my underwear, the seams on my underwear all day were, were pressing into my skin. If you take, I take off my wedding ring every night simply because I can see my hands becoming deformed to my jewelry, right? You're shunting mm-hmm. things around and affecting the flow within those areas. And so that was a really um, beautiful depiction, photo depiction. Like I can say and say and say all these things, but until you look at pictures of just women who took off their everyday clothes that they wear all day long. And he was like, this is, this is, you're pushing your bodies into fitting into your clothes. Um, and then he had the, you know, the evidence of it at the end of every mm-hmm. single day. I just thought that was interesting. That is. And I'm sure we've all seen evidence of that, you know, on ourselves. Like on ourselves. And, sure. and so let's let's talk about like po- potentially compressive things on your body, things, you, garments, things you wear. So we've got your skinny jeans and you list all these in that blog post, but like underwear, tight underwear and tight bras. We And we've done a bra show, or I guess we call it, it was the, the breast show. And we did a balls show. And we talked about those forces of tight underwear on your bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. So that matters. Belts. Yeah. You know, what do you do with a belt? You cinch a belt down and then just plain old tight pants, which, you know, I've never been a fan, but you know that about me already. Clothes are too tight, right? So it, yeah, it could be any, anything that's just too tight. Anything that just doesn't fit well where, so like there's, there's the effects of pushing on your skin, which then pushes the stuff under your skin around, which is everything deep to your skin. I mean, so the stuff that's Mm -hmm. inside your skin sack. Um, But then there are things like, say you put on a pair of jeans and you have to suck in your stomach to get them to fit. Okay. That's another (laughs) pressure change that isn't as simple as pushing on the blood vessels. You're actually using big chambers of air and moving those around. And I'm covering that in the diastasis recti book that comes out about just core strength in general, about how we displace our air-filled chambers, you know, because it's invisible, but it still can create other forces elsewhere and how, you know, you'll suck your stomach in to get your waist narrow enough to fit inside your jeans. But what happened to all of that stuff that was in there? It had to be moved out of the ring of the jeans. And if the front panel of your jeans is also tight, then that all had to be displaced upward towards your diaphragm, which then pushes upward into the thoracic cavity where your heart and lungs are, right? So so there's different ways. It's not just compression in the sense of, we think of like fluid compression, right? Like trying to keep a volume smaller so that the fluid can't flow into it. That sometimes fluid in this case is air mm-hmm. and and pressure chamber distortion. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but if that makes sense, it's not, it's not well, just. Well, it does. And you say it really well in, in the post is that you don't come with extra space. Yeah. So that, that stuff has to go somewhere. And I, I think that's just not, a th- people don't think about that. They well, don't, like they the don't stu- understand. The, the stuff that was on the front of your stomach, if you can get it to go away for a picture, where did it go? It didn't, like, you right. don't have, you don't have any extra space. What you do have are malleable walls. So you're able to move things away by changing the lengths of walls elsewhere. But then we have all of these pressure related issues like hernias and diastases and, um, 
Well, and pelvic floor issues and breathing problems, like all of those functions, like your body functions really well based on um, effective pressures. And so when you start playing with your pressures for the sake of vanity, um, then you start, your vanity starts encroaching on your biology a little bit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good. You want to tweet that? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, go ahead, I am read. right now. That's why I'm pausing. <laughs> hey, can, can I read something cool that you wrote in the, I mean, it was a really short blog post, but it got, got her done. It got the job done. Uh, I'm going to read something. Okay. You are a body full of tubes, tubes with important jobs. When you push on a tube, the fluid inside of it has to move elsewhere and the flow through the tube changes. And here's a list of tubes that live inside your pants. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Arteries, veins, lymphatic tubes, the digestive tract, stomach, small intestine, large intestine, and then tubes through your privates. Let's say that one again. Tubes through your privates. We do. We're going to link to an article in the show notes that um, boys, you can have testicular issues as well from your skinny jeans, and you don't have to squat to do it. There's a lot of stuff in there that people aren't thinking about, and it's not their fault. But thank you for alerting us to the tubes. Well, the tubes that live in your pants are important. <laughs> but I think what was really the cool takeaway that I think one of our colleagues pointed out, Movement Revolution. I think it was Petra, right, of Movement Revolution. Mm-hmm. She was like, right. it's. she found it interesting that the recommendation was don't squat in your skinny jeans. Not don't wear them, but don't squat in them. So again, it's just one of those things where our behavior, our, our physical behavior, our movement behavior is altered to perform some sort of other acceptable societal behavior like wearing nice clothing mm-hmm. or the clothing of the time. And um, those subtle move less messages are everywhere. Not not don't wear the pants, just don't move in them. You know, and I find that very interesting. Yes. And even, even the doctor that they quoted in the AP story said, he doesn't wear skinny jeans himself, but not because of the medical risks. I'm just too old to get away with them. That was his quote. So, you know, maybe may, may we all be too old to get away with skinny jeans. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's, and if listeners, if you have not yet heard the the breast show and the ball show, I think it was called the boob show, actually. Let's just call it what it is. It was boob the, show, yeah. The boob show and the ball show. We kind of flesh out um, a little bit better the, the compressive. <laughs> thank you. Thank you about clothing's impact on the, you know, the cellular load. And and so those are great shows. I think uh, if you want to learn more about what you're doing to yourself with that stuff that doesn't fit so well, that leads us to the next thing. If I'm not supposed to wear this and not supposed to wear that, would my best bet be a big old moo? Well, I, right. That's, that's, I think the logical leap, right. Is like tight clothes are bad. Right. So let's go to baggy clothes, but it all depends on the variables that you're assessing the, or setting, you know, what, what's your model, right? So mm-hmm. if you want to avoid compression issues, then yes, baggy clothes would certainly be um, helpful. However, if you're talking about like natural movement as a whole, baggy clothes can be problematic on their own. Like if you're just trying to figure out what to wear to the office and you don't want to wear something tight, can you do something that's more flexible, has more give? Fine. But I have noticed with my children, 
the first, the, like I have a story about my son when he was, I don't know, when he was learning to climb, when he was like one and a half or two, he could climb up on, you know, you go to those playground things that like have springs on the bottom and you like, they're always like seahorses or whatever. And you swing oh, your leg, yeah, you know, yeah. and they rock back and forth. Well, he could barely just with his body segment length, he could get his foot up on the little loop and then he can reach up and hold the handle and he could pull. He had the strength in his arm and his leg and the mobility in his hips, right, to lift the leg up to the other side. So he could climb on this. And when you are when you have little kids, you're constantly just watching all the different milestones and you note, oh, he can do that now or she can do that now. And that's great. And then like, I don't know, like a week later, went back to the same park and he couldn't do it. And he was very frustrated. And, and I was like, he could just do that. Last week, that's, you know, I just made a Diane Fossey note, you know, about my little baby gorilla. I was like, you can't do that anymore. That's strange. (laughs) And then I, it just took me, I don't know, maybe like five minutes before I realized that his father had put him in jeans, just, you know, a baggy jean, not a tight jean, but a baggy jean. But the baggy jean had, you know, had a certain length of a crotch or whatever. It still affected his hip range of motion. And so here you have this pattern recognition machine that's going out and trying to gather what it can and can't do, whose data set, whose input to a certain motion was like, oh, I can't do that because of the clothing, that the clothing themselves was a cast. So at that point, I was like, you know, yoga pads for everyone, including the children. (laughs) Because when he had something looser on or baggy, that posed its own problems because the bagginess would get caught. You know, it's like, it's like your clothing is like an extension of your flesh wall in what you want it for, right? You want it for protection, Mm -hmm. for temperature, perhaps for modesty, but I think earlier on it was more about for protection. But if it's getting hooked, you know, like if you're trying to climb trees or balance on things, baggy clothes are a liability, because they catch on things Absolutely. and they create forces and and you can't feel something that's two inches behind your body. You know, even though you're using it as an extension of your body, it's like really baggy bodiness that has no sensation that gets incorporated in your brain. So really the best, if we're going to go with the best, would be clothing that serves your whatever your modern world needs are temperature wise or modesty wise without limiting your biological needs, which would be movement and whatnot. So for me, that has become fitted clothing that is completely flexible, but not tight. Mm -hmm. So fitted, but not tight. It matches my shape. It's like you're trying to get just an extension of your skin. So that's what I use my clothes for. Yeah, I like that, the skin wall. I mean, and who who among us hasn't been like, caught on something that we don't even know. You know, if we wear something bigger or flowy or whatever, I mean, I've been there where I get something hooked and rip on a chair or whatever. It's like, oh man, I didn't even know that was happening because it was too far away from my skin wall. Well, my daughter likes princess dresses, but even she, she also loves to climb. And after like the 10th time of being stuck up in a tree because her clothes or whatever, her her straps on her shoes, whatever she felt like she wanted for her, you know, clothing also serves quite a bit of happiness or joy. I mean, there's a joy in self-decoration. So Mm -hmm. without taking anything away, like you have to, you have to balance all of the needs that you have in your own life. 
She loves those things, but she self-adjusted because she valued art of climbing trees more so than the art of decoration. And so once, you know, we just kept pointing out, it's like, yeah, that that's not a great tree climbing dress, is it? And she's like, it's getting caught. And so finally, she still loves self-decoration. So she just draws hearts and flowers and paint all over herself and she climbs naked now. <laughs> so I'm still looking for where I can move to do that myself. But yeah, but so she, she found this balance of what she wanted, which was she loves decoration. That's awesome. I mean, I'm talking head to toe paint. Like my husband's like, I think we need to take her to like a tattoo expo or something. Cause she's good. He's like, she's gonna clearly come home with some sort of body art at some point, but, but she, but she doesn't like anything to limit her, her extension of her shoulders and of her hips. And she gets very aggravated. And so when she realized it was her clothing, now she wears no, nothing puffy. She's like, I don't want anything puffy. So when she does get dressed, it's all fitted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of that's modeling because that's what I'm wearing as well. But her expressed rationale for those things have to do with, she's noticed that it was affecting her physical prowess. That's brilliant. You should take her to a henna party. Have a little henna party. You know what? There was just one here. And I was just thinking about that. It's like, she would love, love, mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. Because then it wouldn't, wouldn't rub off when she's climbing up a tree and she could still be lovely. Lovely yeah. and decorated. That's awesome. And she does the the decoration herself. So she gets to dictate what goes where. Oh, yeah. The, awesome. She, yeah. She's just, she's just into it. That's like what she does every day for like 90 minutes is self-decoration. Well, there's so many variables, you know, to what we, we can put on our body. And, mm-hmm. um, and there's just, there's a whole other path that you can go down to when you're starting to investigate, you know, what feels good on my body, what works for me and doesn't interfere with my biology and still makes me feel good. And then that would bring us to slow fashion. Yeah. Slow fashion is kind of like my new, it's my new, um, passion. Can fashion be a passion? Slow fashion, slow fashion can be a passion. Slow fashion, passion. Just, I mean, it's just don't go party crashing. Yo. Oh man, I wish I was a rapper because then I could be dashing to figure out that rhyme. Um, <laughs> oh, I wish you were a rapper too. That's <laughs> so bad. I'm not. I am not an artist. Leave that to me, honey. All. Leave that to me. I'll mm. leave that to you. Dashing. I, I mean, I have to. Like, I'm such a linear thinker. I'm like, okay, a bashing, crashing. I have to go through the whole alphabet and make a list. There's no spontaneity here at all. Well, that's okay. Yes. So slow fashion is your passion. So slow fashion is my passion. Just the idea that the textiles in your home have the potential of being something that is much more taxing on, you know, like when I say your biology, I'm usually referring to what's deep to your particular skin. But of course, your biology is also the planet, the environment, the community, all those things. So it's just the, as far as the ecosystem is concerned, there is fashion, clothing sources that are better for you in terms of their, um, maybe their chemical treatments, Mm -hmm. but also just in in terms of a sustainability, you know, um, where they come from and then whose lives were impacted by making them and how they were impacted. Like there's just so many variables with clothing. So companies that have that are more um slow it's kind of like the slow food movement you know, right I think that's what, that's they call what it inspired fashion. it yeah yeah so there's a cool npr how did you listen to that an npr segment? i did that was from april and we'll link to that in the show notes too 
Um, But if you cannot wait, person listening, it's uh, slow fashion shows consumers what it's made of. And that was April of this last of 2015. Do you buy, do you do any slow fashion? You probably do, right? I have been looking more into it because I really don't, my husband calls me Gilligan because I wear the same thing all the time. (laughs) The uniform. (laughs) The uniform. uniform? I wear the uniform. I mean, I just, I'm so like, he's very dapper and has great, (laughs) great clothes and stuff. And I, I swear if you had eight shirts, all the same color and eight, you know, yoga pants, I'd, I'd just be so happy. Little buddy, yeah, I am a little. I am Gil. I am Gilligan, and proud of it. But I have been exploring this more because you know, as you think about those things, like how does this not just impact the tubes in my body, but the rest of you know the ecosystem kind of surrounding my body because that matters too. Sure. So I have, um, and I found one that one of our colleagues alerted us to, and. It's called um, punjamis, punjamis, I think. Is it pajamas? Well, they're like East Indian pants, but they're made by, I think they're recycled fabric, but they're made Mm. from women who are trying to get out of the sex trade. So, and they're very, they're not cheap, you know, so they're getting a good wage for these, these pants and, you know, stuff like that matters. Sure. And you can, and you can go down lots of different paths. Like who's making it? Okay. Well, if you're just happy with that, that's good. Or where'd it come from? What kind of chemicals are on it? Like, I know you had that thing with your bed. Yeah. And is that when this started or were you kind of like down that road anyway? You know, I think I started down the road when, you know, we're considering raising sheep. Like I need anything else to do. I was like, we don't need any more warm bodies in this property, but sheep. And then looking at wool as how it contributed to like, what's the wool industry and that there's this resurgence of people who are, um, you know, raising their own wool and cleaning it and dyeing it and then knitting things from it. You know, so I, I've, you know, grew up in California. It's like, what's a sweater? I didn't even know mm-hmm. until I moved to, <laughs> to Washington. And then all of a sudden found out that layering seven California outfits still wasn't warm enough for Washington and then wanting to buy warmer clothes. But again, everything has to be super flexible. And I, I really like wool, but then I wanted wool that I knew where it was like, what are the animal conditions of the wool, you know, of the, of the, basically the animals are laborers, right? They're growing it and like, what kind of working conditions and where does this come from? So I just became more concerned to say, it's like, I'm concerned really I just like to be thoughtful. Concern isn't the maybe the right tone. I like to think through about where is my money? I vote with my dollars. Where is my money going? So I found that I could buy clothes from local handcrafters, you know, at farmers markets and people. Another another really easy way to go slower with clothing is just to buy used clothing, right? Like mm-hmm. even if the clothing that you're buying if you're like going, there's no way I can afford slow clothing because slow clothing, like high quality food is more expensive because what makes it usually so inexpensive is that someone in another place is willing to work in conditions that you would never yourself right. tolerate. And that's what makes it cheaper. So it's like, okay, so if you don't have the funding yet. Yeah. Shortcuts make it cheaper. Slow food doesn't have that. No, no. So besides, you know, I buy soft star shoes, usually new, but other than that, I think, oh, almost 100% of my children's clothes are hand-me-downs are, or secondhand clothing and as are mine in my closet, mm-hmm. you know? So I buy a lot of secondhand stuff, which is another way of going slow. It just keeps clothing in circulation so that the efforts in creating that product were not in vain. And then, um, 
and sharing a lot of, you know, we did a show on community and one really cool community event, which I don't think we talked about in the show that I like to have a couple times a year is invite all of my friends over for a fun night, usually involves some sort of cocktail (laughs) and, (laughs) and wrapping. No, sorry. Go ahead. I was like, okay, wrapping, 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 wrapping. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. Um, Bless your heart for trying. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Please submit all of the words that you expect me to need rhymes for seven days before recording each show. Thanks. Thank you, management. Is to take all of the clothes out of your closet that you just never wear that are awesome, high quality clothes that are still in great condition. And instead of, you know, you can donate them, but you could also just bring them to your friends. Like my mom started this where she had everyone bring on hangers clean, you know, not in a big garbage bag, but hung up um, on hangers, all pressed. And she created like three or four boutique stations because my mom is, she's good like that. She's very much into, into the aesthetics and the beauty of presentation, which is probably where my daughter gets it from. And so people laid out their jewelry and their bags and their clothing like it was for sale, like you were at a store and everyone just swapped clothes. You just walked around going, I love this and had a mirror and people tried it on and everyone left with 10 brand new things and no one bought anything. Your mom is awesome. And everyone cleaned out their closet and everyone got like, it satisfied so many buttons that 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 is a great, (sighs) that is a great community slash eco-friendly slash uh, minimalism friendly slash just really good time need all met boom in the same that time brilliant um, I'm glad you brought that up thank you so yeah. when you when you're not you know getting stuff at, at secondhand stores and I mean are there some companies that you like besides I know you like soft star shoes but for yeah. clothing what is there anything that you are particular that you've you've gone down the rabbit hole and found out that you like quite a bit? Most of my, my, um, like I'm not a fashionista at all. So my clothing is, I wouldn't say that like how I look is really great on a regular, on a regular basis. I mean, not, that's not a, I mean, I I would just say that, um, clothing for me is not a big, where I don't, I don't invest a lot of money in clothing except for underwear, undergarments. I, I know I buy, I don't buy used underwear. Not that, I have a problem with anyone who does. I don't. And so as far as slow, sustainable clothing, packed clothing. How do you P- spell that? It's P-A-C-T, packed clothing. You can follow them on Twitter. It's at where packed. Okay. Um, just one word. And they've got like really beautiful, like soft, cottony, just I want to use the word delicious, but I don't know if that's the right word. But you know what I mean? Like it just it's like yummy feeling clothes and they have like great socks socks and I love socks I love underwear so I always am like buying you know we visit a lot of agricultural tourism is big kind of in this area there's like these young families starting up alpaca farms and and sheep farms and so I'm always like buying I have a lot of alpaca I probably have the equivalent of one whole alpaca in my closet in terms of sweaters and stuff. So that's that's where I splurge in underwear. So that, and I think there's a company I, I buy their underwear a lot called Na- Naja, and Excuse I don't me? mean that. And Naja, Naja, N A N A, Naja, not Naja. It's Naja. Put it on, and you won't be sick. 
And that is, yeah, it's N-A-G, I'm sorry, N-A-J-A. Oh, okay. Oh, gosh, I think I've seen that. I know what you're they, talking about. They were on Shark Tank. Yeah. And I had already ordered underwear, and then <laughs> and then I saw a clip on Shark Tank, and I was like, I think I just bought that underwear. And so- um, Oh, that's cool. So they're made by single mothers or women heads of households. And so that's who they give the the labor to. So it, it just it's it's clothing that has um, particular interests in not just producing clothing. The way that they're going about it is to maybe solve other problems at the same time. Besides, mm-hmm. everyone needs underwear. So that's those cool. are my those are my undergarment recommendations. Oh, I'll check that out. Hey, I forgot to share a story with you about this whole injury thing. Do it. And, and we're almost out of time. So I'll just squeeze okay. it in. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so I, I don't know. Did you know that I, I worked in France picking grapes? <laughs> I'm not making this up. So and I'll just get to it. I worked in a vineyard, um, like kind of as an apprentice. And yeah, I got to stomp the grapes in the tub, just like Lucy and everything. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to pick the grapes first. And so this is like weeks of squatting in these vineyards with clippers, clipping grapes and throw them into a bucket. So after about four days of this, I think I was in my uh, early 20s, about four days of this, and I think I was just wearing Levi's, not tight because I wasn't a tight jean-wearing girl, but I guess tight enough. Four days, I get up and I'm walking across the this barn at lunch and just fall on my face. My feet don't work. I had the same injury as this woman. So and what? And no one did an article on you? No. Oh, it was France. So then I go, it was in France back in the, the early 90s. I go yeah. to the hospital because it's awesome medical <gasps> system. And the doctor looks at me and pokes a, you know, pin in my feet and stuff. And I, like my hip flexors work so I could still walk, but I had to throw my legs up like a duck, you know, like a marionette to walk. And uh, she goes, oh yeah. And this is all in French. So I hope I got this accurately. She says, oh, yeah, this happens often. We call it uh, les jambes de vendage or grape picker's legs. Oh, wow. And she swears. She says, quit picking grapes. You know, quit quit doing that. And you have, here's a cane. So they gave me a cane to walk with, which, you know, when you're like a 20-year-old in France trying to pick up on guys, <laughs> nothing is hotter. <laughs> nothing is hotter than walking down the cobblestones with a cane, throwing your feet out like a duck in your purple leather jacket. I mean – you should have got some nausea underwear to put to just tie that whole thing. It never together. would ever got that far. You should have seen me. <laughs> but um, yeah, and so I could not for several weeks. I did not have full like nerve feeling and control of my lower legs, and and that was it. And and you know what they gave me? They're so cute. They're like, here, here's some B vitamins. Go, you know. And that was it. But yeah, the same thing happened. So when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh! And I wasn't even wearing skinny jeans, but I, apparently I had enough compression going on. Yeah. Wow. That is the story of me and the grapes. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I, yeah, that's, that is, uh, uh, you know what I'm trying to do right now? I'm stalling to see if I can find any word that rhymes with grapes and I got nothing. <laughs> Come on, Diane Fossey, apes, apes. apes. Oh my God, you're so fast. That's why I love you. <laughs> it was just for right. nothing but apes. Ain't picking nothing, grapes. Yep, picking grapes. All right. All right, peeps. Thanks for listening. For more information, books, online classes, etc., you can find Katie, Katie Bowman at katiesays.com. You can learn more about me, Danny Hemmett, Movement Warrior, and Corset Burner at moveyourbodybetter.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. 
We hope you find the general information on biomechanics, movement, and alignment informative and helpful, but it is not intended to replace medical advice and shouldn't be used as such. 